there, everybody. Welcome once again to the Long Distance Work Life Podcast, where we try to make sense of remote and hybrid work and just generally how the world of how we make a living is changing on a regular basis. Uh, my name is Wayne Termel. I am a master trainer here at the Kevin Eikenberry Group. This is sadly an episode without Marissa, but the good news when we don't have Marissa is we generally have somebody else really smart and interesting, and that certainly happens to be the case today. Vivek Nigam is with a company called Reteam. He is going to tell you all about it right now. Vivek, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Wayne. Hey, great to talk to you again. Well, you say that now. Uh, I generally find that wears off. So who are you? What's Reteam? Sure. What the heck is the deal? Yeah. Um, so my name is Vivek Nigam. I'm the founder of uh, the company that's actually called Be Remote. Uh, we also go by Reteam. We have a product called Reteam in the market. Um, we work with companies who are experiencing challenges with team engagement as they adapt to this changing work, 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 uh, working place. And uh, uh, retention has been strained with 20 to 30% uh turnover, team engagement is lower by 15%, innovation is lower by 25%, and traditional methods of getting people engaged just aren't working the same way, right? We need some different methods. And with the new inflationary climate, you find that companies are, you know, revenues are even getting strained as well. So we want to work with companies who are looking to change their engagement culture, improve team participation, and build a better sense of belonging. Those to us are the foundations of how do you improve productivity, innovation, and retention. So that's who we're all about. We have a platform, we have a service model, and uh, we engage with people. And uh, we've got some AI that we've been integrating, although we're really big fans of what we call natural intelligence. But, okay, um, so let's hold it right there, because okay. there's all a right, lot in fine. what you just <laughs> said there. And we will have links, of course, to Vivek's company and all kinds of good stuff on our show notes on longdistanceworklife.com. Um, okay, so let's get back because obviously when I have tech people on the show, my sure. question is always, what was the problem you were solving yeah. for, right? Yeah. What, what was going on or what is going on that in your case, team leaders in particular yeah. need assistance doing. Yeah. So I'll tell you a quick story and then uh, I'll delve into a few more of those things. So uh, Genesis for this whole thing was actually growing up and watching my dad and how he uh, how he went through his life. My dad was born in India. He's super smart guy, but uh, running through the organizations here, he never attained that sense of belonging. And I remember the conversations in the kitchen between my, my mom and dad, and I knew exactly what they were is my dad got passed up for promotion yet again. And it wasn't, like say, the he had three master's degrees and he worked hard and I thought he was out of the house all the time, but he never quite felt like he belonged. So as I was growing up, he gave me some advice and he would say, you know, when you start working, I want you to go out for a beer with everybody. Those are the things I didn't do and I never fit in. So when I started working, I would find people that reminded me of my dad and uh, people who were smart, quiet, hard workers, but just never really participated in team meetings, never really engaged with the team and wanted to find ways to get them to be more participative, give them a better opportunity. So I always made it my personal mission to help them. And I'll tell you, 100% of the time when I gave them a stretch goal and they had that opportunity, they were absolutely brilliant. And so I, I love that you said that 
Vivek, because that's actually my mission as well. I got into this crazy business because I knew so many smart, talented people whose sure. communication skills were holding them back. Exactly. Uh, whether they lacked the skills or they lacked the ability or confidence to use them effectively. Exactly. And sometimes you just don't know. It's not that you don't have the skills. You don't know what to say. How, how, do, you, how do you use those? And so we built a platform around this, trying to increase engagement, and we're finding some great results. And uh, really, that's the mission of, of uh, our B team. I, I love that. Now, help me out, because in our book, The Long Distance Leader, and what started this whole craziness for us sure. is this notion that you think leadership first, location second, right? That mm. good leaders, mm. people who are really good proactive leaders are making this remote thing work. Mm -hmm. uh, because they're doing all the things good leaders have to do. Is the point of your technology and the work that you do, is the point to reinforce those folks or is it to help everybody else who kind of isn't yeah. doing so great? Yeah, yes and yes. Um, what we find a lot of times, uh, we'll run to people that say, hey, we got these recognition programs, we're doing these things, we're doing this type of engagement. And and I just love that. And especially somebody who says to me, yeah, we built psychological safety and starts using those terms. I'm like, this is a kindred spirit. These are the people that really are making a lot of effort to to do all the right things. So how do we help them? Right? They're doing all the right things. So they don't necessarily need what we provide. And that's okay. Uh, they're, they're already achieving the mission that we're, we're on. What we can do is make that easier for them, right? They're doing a lot of activities, doing a lot of preparation. We can provide them some tools and some processes that just facilitate and make that easier. Such as? Yeah. So, for example, a lot of our, our tools are all about getting to know each other. And so these are things that you can use in the platform with one click and say, hey, I'm just checking in to see how you're doing and get, get some responses and start to see a trend. Or I want to say thank you. And instead of having to do a formal event and make a big thank you, you can do it in one click, record your voice and record your video and make it very authentic. Say, hey, guys, I just want to thank you for the work you guys did last week. And it's amazing how how impactful that is for people. So they're those type of things we want to get people into the habit of, of being, uh, being recognition-based and thankful culture. And it just helps those people do that. For the remaining, I would say 95, 96% of people who have the right intentions and are doing these things, but are so busy doing other things, we provide a platform to really help them build engagement and make this make this easy for them. So it doesn't, it's not something that has to take 20, 30 hours a week to, to really engage your people. And we've heard numbers like that from a lot of people. So we do want to help that that uh, that other, you know, I, I think it's about 95% of people who know they want to do this do some pieces of it and all they generally feel like they could do this better. Yeah. Now you spend a lot of time talking about natural intelligence versus artificial intelligence. Sure. And yeah. I know the minute I said artificial intelligence, about half the audience's eyes rolled up in the back of their head <laughs> and the other half are, you know, willfully submitting to their robot overlords. But what is in your mind, what's, the difference and sure. how do they work together or compete? Help me with that. Yeah. Uh, anybody who's played with ChatGPT or some other uh, AI technologies and and boy, AI is just exploding right now, right? Um, these things have come a long way in a very short period of time. Uh, 
it, it, it'll give you the sense that human beings are going to be replaced and completely obsolete in a matter, matter of years, right? It just feels that way. And um, we don't think that's the case, right? So these tools are absolutely amazing. What we talk about, when I talk, think about natural intelligence, it's the stuff that you and I, a human being, can infer that we can see from each other. AI can pick up some of those things, and it's great at that, but it gives us the insights. It helps us be better. So we believe in taking AI and constraining it. So it's not just an open-ended, you know, solve all the problems of the universe. Um, it, it really starts to be, okay, let's constrain it down to let's solve this problem. And the first one that, that we rolled out with, which we absolutely love, find a better way to say something. It could be anything. Let's say I want to say thank you, Wayne. Thank you, Wayne, for, for giving me this platform, for letting me be on your show. And people who are very good at it, they'll come up with something beautifully eloquent and it's wonderful. People who aren't, and uh, we have a person on our team, she's from Brazil, and she says, look, English is my second language, and sometimes I struggle with this. They can go right to uh, what we call the reteam assistant, leverage some AI and say, hey, I want to say thank you to Wayne, and I want to make it sincere. How do I do that? And it will come up with a nice paragraph that sounds really formal, sounds very businesslike, it's really nicely written, and they can use that, make some minor edits, and boom, now what you've done is you've taken AI, made it in a way that'll enhance what we do interpersonally. And we think that's very valuable. So just so I catch this, um, as a leader, you say, I need to reward and recognize this person. Mm -hmm. And I want to do that. I'm not really sure how you use AI to give you that first draft to put it together. And then you can tweak and adjust that, or you can say, yeah, that's great. Exactly right. Um, I think that's the thing with mm -hmm. AI. And, and my fear is not that AI exists. It's mm -hmm. that people are inherently either lazy or rushed for time, depending mm -hmm. on how generous you feel. Yeah. For example, you know, the first thing I did with ChatGPT, and I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, oh. First thing I did with ChatGPT was write me a one paragraph bio for author Wayne Termell, because I hate when people say, send me your bio. <laughs> and it sent me this very lovely, concise bio, which also gave me a degree I do not possess and a <laughs> book I did not write. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. you know, if I'm rushed and in a hurry, it would be really easy. And by the way, since ChatGPT thinks I'm smarter than I am, cool. It's cool <laughs> to just use that take it. without yeah. using the the human thinking up front and then on the back end. Right, right. Yeah, you know, and and uh, as you as you uh, recognized earlier, so uh, I came from the tech world, and it actually reminds me a lot of when I was in college. At one point, someone said to me, uh, "There's a professor who said they give us all these software tools to analyze. How do you do this?" It was an electrical engineering class, I think it was, and he said, "Remember." design happens here, right? So the thought process has to happen here and you have to strategize here. Everything else is a tool. And so in our minds, we take AI in the same way, even as fascinating and as amazing as it can be, as much of a time service can be. We also believe that the human capital, the human condition, the human intelligence, that natural intelligence is really critical. And you use that as a tool to augment what we're doing. And, you know, my lesson learned back then was I went and, oh, cool software, and I relied all in, all in tool. And sure enough, I didn't realize what I was doing. And 
spare you the details, but I saturated a, a circuit and and handed it in really proud. It got back F, you know, and why? Because guess what you did? You relied on the tool and not on, on your thought process and your human condition. We think it's the same way. If you rely completely on AI, it is going to bite you at some point. Uh, we think uh, the combination of what you do, what you think about that, you know, focus on human experience and that interpersonal experience plus AI is really powerful. I, that's great. And thank you for that yeah. explanation. This is really in the weeds and I really don't want to spend a lot of okay. time there. Sure. But does the IA, IA, AI take into account Mm -hmm. things like work styles. So for example, yeah. uh, you know, Bob is an introvert and Rajesh is, mm -hmm. you know, really out yeah. there. Will it tailor and adjust some of that to those? Yeah. Exactly. Styles? Exactly. Right. Uh, so what we do when you're trying to say something and say a, a thank you, it does not, right. It tries to give you a level. Thank you. And that's done on purpose. One of our missions is to level the social playing field, right? To help people who aren't as comfortable and people are comfortable, give them a little bit more of a closer, it, we never want it to be everybody equal on one line, but get, get the playing field a little bit closer. So for things like that, it does not. However, we do a lot of other things. We do sentiment analysis. We do uh, a, a lot of other AI uh, components. Actually, today we just talked about one that's going to be rolling out very shortly, where based on the speech that you use, like, you know, we do a lot of video. If you post something uh, in a video, it is now going to take that and extract from it some to-dos, some natural actions that we should take as a team based on what was being proposed. A lot of what we do is share ideas for innovation. And uh, based on the ideas, extract out what those are. When we do that, we actually feed in profiles for the user. And the reason we do that, if I'm talking and it knows when I talk, I, I talk all over the place, right? My, my mind will go this way and that way. I, you know, kind of have a little bit of ADD of, of thought sometimes. Um, it will give me a, a series that may be a little bit lengthier. But uh, one of the guys on our team, really smart, much more reserved, much more organized, it's going to give him a shorter list that is something that he can really manage and that the team can manage according to his profile. So yeah, there, there is a combination of feeding in behavioral uh, information and profile information from that perspective. One of the coolest and also scariest things I have heard in a long time is the notion of sentiment analysis. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is, I mean, the, the fiction writer in me is fascinated by that. Yeah. It's it's really powerful. Uh, we've got an engagement where we, you know, we're working with a company that started uh, actually back in December and uh, rolled out a whole new process. And uh, we were just there to, to help build the engagement as well, coincidentally at the same time. Watching the comments and, and the behaviors in the platform, you can see in December, everything was very negative. People were not happy. People don't always react to change very well, right? There's a lot of factors why, but the, but the condition was that people were not happy. That's just sentiment, right? That's just based on what they're saying, what they're posting, what they're, the things that they're doing. What's neat, neat to see is as the company engaged and spent the time investing in the engagement, month over month, little by little, it got better and better. And I remember we had a little celebration when it hit neutral. We said, hey, now they're neutral. That's great. Uh, today, they're positive, which, which is a great thing. 
and, and just use it as a as a tool like what am i dealing with like how are people feeling i think that's i think it's actually very powerful so let's flip this we don't have a lot of time left but sure. i'm fascinated um because this started with your father the individual contributor who yeah. is feeling it let's flip this on its head as an individual contributor yeah. how will ai and and the different yeah. tools that are available to us make their life our life easier yeah uh, and so i'm going to jump to the grandiose vision piece here and um we see this and i'll give you a prime use case and uh, working at a, at a corporation years ago and, and working with a, a woman I worked with, she'd, she'd been working at the same company for 30 years, 30 plus years. And she was a vice president and she, her, her career was great. But uh, she told me the story that she had started with another woman who is still at the company, same number of times. They started in the same week, both started as engineers, but the other woman was still an engineer 30 years later. And she said, well, why is that case? And we spent a lot of time talking about this. And in, in the traditional world, it was that somebody from higher up grabbed her and said, you're coming with me. Let me teach you how to do these things, right? So now think about that. She got a lot of attention and, and her career blossomed and she grew through the organization. But the other one, her, her peer, did not get all that and didn't blossom. So what we want to offer to people who are individual contributors or maybe a little bit on the quieter side. Let us show you how these things are done. Let us give you some tools that let you contribute and be noticed and be heard a little bit more so that your career can also advance the way others do. You have that, that opportunity. That's our goal. That's our mission. We've seen some great success with it, and we're hoping to see a lot more. I love that because I know that what in 25 years of talking to managers, uh, yeah. the one thing that we feel like we don't do as well as we might yeah. uh, is the coaching and mentoring piece. Right. Okay. And the fact that this allows support and encouragement on both ends of this is really fascinating. And yeah. it'll be it, interesting to see how all of this works out. Vivek, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, as always, folks, we will have the show notes links if you are intrigued, and I can't believe you're not, uh, and want to check all of this out, please look at longdistanceworklife.com. I am going to boot Vivek out of here just long enough to wrap up the show and say thank you for listening. You all are podcast veterans, you understand how this works, right? So please like, subscribe, tell others about the show. We think we're developing a really great community here, frankly, of people who are interested in remote hybrid work, the, the future of the workplace. If you are in the process of trying to design, redesign, rethink your team, I urge you to check out Kevin and my new book, The Long Distance Team, Designing Your Team for Everyone's Success. And please, please, please don't be shy. Uh, Marissa is doing a wonderful job with the show on social media, particularly on LinkedIn. We are looking for your questions, topics, uh, people that we should talk to, and your pet peeves, quite frankly. We're having a blast with that. So you can reach myself or Marissa through email or through LinkedIn. The links are in the show notes. 
That's it. Thank you so much for joining us. We are really, really excited to bring this show to you. We're excited to bring you very, very smart people like Vivek and our other guests. Thank you for joining us. Talk to you soon. Don't let the weasels get you down.